episode 253, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 5, episode 19, option 2. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to Welcome to Level 7. And in this episode, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the number 7 for Welcome to Level 7, the number 2 for the second option, the number 5 for Season 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., number 19 for that's the episode number, and the number 253, because that's how many episodes of this podcast we've done. And when I say we've, I mean lots of people, but for the time being... It's me, Ben, Ben Avery. I'm a Marvel fan and a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, and I've been joined by another Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, and that would be Agent Samantha. Hello. And welcome to the show. So this show is about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you're joining us because uh, this is the episode that happens directly after Infinity War in our uh, podcast feed, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I hope, I hope you stay a while. You know, take off your coat. Get comfortable. We're not weird. We'll get you some cookies and some milk or lemonade or something. We're we're nice people. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to get some validation from you. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Yeah. And so we talk about everything and anything Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh for now this means we're moving away from movies again. And we had a big one. Uh, but now we're back to our show, back to Coulson, back to the crew. And are you ready for this? Oh, let's go, because I'm interested in what you've previewed to me so far. All right. And so let's start with news, though, of course, because that's where we usually start. Shield intelligence report. News item number one. Avengers Infinity War is making lots and lots of money. Like, lots and lots of money. Like, record-breaking money. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still some overseas uh, markets that hasn't even gone to yet. But lots of money. And all of the articles I've seen talking about the lots of money they've made have been, wow, so superhero fatigue has really set in, hasn't it? And... <laughs> Right. And item number two. Uh, this this is very important news, Samantha. Very, very important news. And mm -hmm. that is that it has been announced. It's been announced, Samantha. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's been announced. I think. What's been announced? Well, not season six. Of Agents of oh. S.H.I.E.L.D. No, no. Season one of Swamp Thing, the live action TV show. It's it's coming. It's going to be on DC Universe, the streaming service, which means I'm going to have to pay for another streaming service. That, <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, you know, they got the Disney streaming service coming, but this is the this is the, the DC one. And I, I don't know what else is going to be on their streaming service, but Swamp Thing, Samantha. Swamp Thing. It's going to be on 
streaming a live action TV show? Ben. Yeah. Swamp Thing. Live action. Calm down. I, I am calm. Swamp Thing. Calm down. Come calm. on, Samantha. You know, I don't think it's going to happen. No, get, I don't think so. Get excited with me. Be a Tigger. Join me on the Tigger side. No, I'm just going to be an Eeyore just for the fun of it. Uh, All right. Live action Swamp Thing TV show. James right. Wan. Like, this is, that's a big name. That is a big Yeah. And he's, he's helping develop it. You know, probably, I'm not speaking for the others, but I will probably get a little bit more excited as we get closer to that premiering. So we'll see. All right. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, that's the closest you're going to see me to getting to be a, a tigger about things, I guess. But Okay. Um, yeah. You so know, the wonderful thing about tiggers. <laughs> I, I do know what okay. it is. Yes, I do. Um, so let's talk about this episode because this episode <laughs> kind of ties into that whole, uh, should we be excited about the tie-ins here? And I just want to warn people, um, if you've not seen Infinity War, we are not going to spoil Infinity War until after the credits. After the credits, we're going to talk about some things that have to do with Infinity War and this show and this episode specifically. But uh, we're not going to spoil anything about Infinity War. Uh, we have a couple um, listener feedback things that we're going to talk about after the post, uh, after the credits, in the post credits. So don't worry. If all you're doing is watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., haven't gotten to the movie yet, you're good. You're good. We're not going to spoil it here, in, and we're not going to drop any spoilers. Uh, and then when you do watch the movie, you can listen to our episode and then you can come back to this episode if you want to and listen to the, the stuff after the credits. But we are not going to spoil it. I guess that's the other news, because as much money as they made, there are still some people in the world who have not seen this movie. Yep, it was terrible. We had someone in the office trying to oh, talk no. about it. I'm trying to talk about it with my, my coworkers. And I realized, wait a minute, have you seen it? And she said, nope. And then she just turned up her iPod <laughs> and, <laughs> and we, and I, I, I offered to pay for her to go. Like I said, I can't go with you, but I can give you the money for the ticket. If that's the problem. She's like, no, just no time. Not really anyone to go see it with. So I offered to give her a ticket. Someone else offered to go with her. And I don't know if, if she's going to see it or not, but um, mm. we just have to watch our conversation around the office for, I don't know week or two maybe more i don't know okay so here's a public service announcement if you haven't seen infinity war you and you want to see it please get to the theater as soon as you can because this is a movie you do not want to be spoiled for and i know the grammar is Im imperfect in that sentence but oh well yeah. um yeah well, just please because i mean there's a reason why i if you well, you shouldn't have heard the last podcast where we, we talked about Infinity War. But in that podcast, I um, was trying really hard to keep my mouth shut about spoiling it for um, Stuart because he had to wait a full day before he could see it after the rest of us did on the podcast. Um, and he actually tried to – he texted me and actually asked specifically for spoilers. And I said, nope, not going to tell you a thing. Not a thing. Not even if there's any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s 
you know, cameo appearances, not a thing. Nothing. I'm not telling you a thing. And he kept prodding me, oh, I can read in between the lines. No, he didn't. I, I did not tell him a thing. And then as soon as he saw the movie, he's like, oh, okay. I understand now. Yeah, I mean, the issue is this movie, this is the one thing I'll say about the movie before we start talking about this episode, before we are allowed to talk spoilers. It's almost impossible to talk about because there's so yes. much stuff in it that literally everything is a spoiler. Everything, yes. like anything and everything is kind of a spoiler that re kind of would ruin a, a good reveal or a fun reveal. So, yeah, go see it. Go see it. And I'm going to play this, the sounder now so we can talk about the episode. Mission report. All right. This is episode 19. After this episode, there are three more episodes before the end of this season, potentially the end of the series. And stuff is happening. There's it, it, this episode surprised me. It's a bottle episode. That's the other thing that surprised me. So maybe they're saving up for those final couple episodes with some incredible special effects. But this all took place in the lighthouse with uh, one or two shots of the alien ship above the lighthouse and one or two shots of Daisy on a street that could have been literally any spot in the back lot. <laughs> like they didn't have to go on location for the night shot of the street, but that that was the my first big surprise for this episode. Yeah, I mean, that, that is true. I mean, just except for Daisy in the street and the uh, exterior shots of the spaceship. This was definitely a ship in the bottle episode. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it didn't matter, though, because there's so much stuff happening. And uh, well, let's just get into it. OK, so the team has a plan. If they get rid of the gravitonium, then the gravitonium can't be used to crack the world in half, which seems like a solid plan. And so what are they going to do? They're going to shoot the gravitonium into the sun to destroy it. Didn't they do that in Superman 3 or 4? Superman 4, yeah. All the nuclear missiles went to the, the sun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because that's what I have in my notes. Team, you know, are they going to Superman three parentheses four question mark this? <laughs> um, yeah, because it's it's. I don't think I've seen those movies since late eighties, early nineties. I've seen one and two plenty of times, but those last two just eh. Well, but they also, if you remember, at the beginning of the show, season one, I think even they faked shooting things off into space. We found out later that they actually hadn't shot the stuff into space. But there was that one really nice scene at the end of episode one or two where the team is sitting in the back of the the bus on the, the loading ramp. And they're watching a rocket go up into the sky and just sharing a beer together. And it was one of those first real here the teams come together moments. And then... We find out there's secrets and stuff going on, but, uh. um, but yeah, I mean, this this plan it, it used to be standard operating procedure as far as they knew, and then they realized that Hydra was actually not shooting it into space; mm. <laughs> they're just collecting it. But 
Were they shooting the uh, Chitari stuff to the sun? I don't remember. I, 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 I really, I don't remember. I just remember that that moment is one of those kind of nice moments where you just, oh, yeah, this means more than than just the the words that were happening. You know, it was one of those we're telling a story without using words necessarily, showing them together in one spot, sharing a beer, sharing a smile, um, sharing a moment together. Okay. Yeah. So that's the plan. And it's not a bad plan. And they're going to, they're going to work at it a little bit here. But then the other thing that happens here at the beginning is that they really jump on Yo-Yo's back about how she took care of the Ruby situation. Like they, they really just let her have it, especially, well, it's, it's, it's mainly Daisy. Um, and they're yelling at her because she did it with impure motives, I guess. And, and maybe even, you know, maybe even we know your motives better than you do. Uh, like you don't even know your own motives kind of thing. Cause Yo-Yo says I would, she's her defense. I was killing someone called the destroyer of worlds who was super powered and ultra crazy. Like that's her defense, which if you ask me, not a bad defense. Yeah. She's not entirely wrong. I mean, there is an argument that could be made that, you know, um, that Ruby could have been, um, what they used to say, put into the refrigerator. But then again, do they still have those resources left? Uh, not the same. I don't think no, so. No. And, um, and Daisy had been talking about, you know, we could reform her and, and make her an agent even, but, but Yo-Yo is looking at someone who is like throwing her friends across the room and just crushed her boyfriend's head yeah. and who, yes, did cut off her arms. Yes. Yeah. And, and so that's why everyone is saying, well, not everyone, but uh, Daisy especially is saying, yeah, it was totally revenge. Like you're saying the whole thing about the destroyer of worlds, crazy superpowers. And yeah, those are nice words that you're using that are coming out of your mouth. But no, it was totally revenge. I, I just don't agree with Daisy. I, I, and um, I don't think it's great that um, that Yogo did kill Ruby, but she had really great reasons to, yeah. to do it. Well, and okay, so Daisy's real problem, I think, is, and it's said, is Yo-Yo didn't follow orders. Yeah. Uh, and, and Yo-Yo's really pro- real problem that she says is, no, uh, we didn't choose you to be the leader, and your orders are stupid. <laughs> and then Coulson steps in, takes charge, tells people what to do. Um, but here's what I, when I was doing my notes and looking through my notes, this is what I realized. Daisy's problem about Yo-Yo not following orders, she expresses her issue with that and then leaves the room and then Daisy and May conspire to disobey Coulson's orders. Hmm. <laughs> Which is to not, you know, go after this stuff to save him. And so she's she's totally like, I'm, I'm going to go find this thing. I'm going to go find the candy man, which we'll talk about later. But, um. you know, it's it's not just that for saving Colson's life or whatnot. Um, 
it's really indecent that they're trying to save his life when he is ready to let his life end in a natural way. Um, and that's unfair to him if they're going to somehow try to force this on him. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll try and force it on him. It could be the kind of thing where it's, okay, you made your decision, but we have new information now. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it goes back to some of the, there's lots of different stories about this kind of stuff, but if I may, <laughs> the oh, Star Trek <laughs> reference for the episode, uh, Star Trek five, even generally held to be the worst of all Star Trek movies, but. Oh, that's why I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's the scene where Cybok, <laughs> Spock's brother or oh, yeah, adopted one. brother, uh, yeah. Cybok, who embraces the emotion, he's full Vulcan, but embraces emotion, whereas Spock has to work hard to embrace the life of logic because of his human side. And um, never they never got along as, as brothers. But uh, Cybok, what he does is he finds the things that define you, the pains that define you, and then he helps you deal with it and 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 get rid of it. And for Dr. McCoy, it was that they let his father die. Uh, and he had, a, I think it was a made up disease. I can't remember it that much now, but they let his father die and a week later. A cure was found for the disease that his father was suffering from, which yeah. no matter how you fall on this kind of argument or, or discussion, um, that's going to hurt. And you're going to, you are going to second guess and you are going to, um, ask yourself, you know, what would have happened? What if, what if, what if, um, and that's just a more exaggerated version of the what if that comes out of a lot of these kinds of decisions. But I think with this, it's not so much that they're going to like find the cure and like shoot him with it when he's not expecting it, but more, Hey, we found a cure for you and here's new information. It can save you. Yeah. You know, I, they, but the they are going he... against his, his wishes, but I yeah. think they still may, he, well, and we don't know. We'll, we'll get there. But they still would have the opportunity to allow him the choice. Right. Okay. It's just um, he made a point earlier this season that he's already died once. And he's not interested in coming back again, especially if it, if it involves alien technology. Which this totally does. Yeah. Um, well, it's the centipede thing. Well, well yeah, let's talk about Daisy uh, right now. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about Daisy right now. So she goes and she meets up with Candyman, right? And mm -hmm. so this whole scene with Candyman is interesting um, because he has the centipede serum from earlier this show. I mean, season one stuff here. This is this is Deathlock Project stuff, and he has the the centipede serum, but it's missing the healing part. And the healing part can be found in a place that Candyman can't find on a map. But that's because, and this is going back to uh, Thor Ragnarok here, it's not a place. It's a person. <laughs> and that word is Jaying, who's dead. And Jaying. also Daisy's mom. Daisy's mom, yeah. yeah. And so we end the episode with Daisy going to dig up the grave of an inhuman. Jaying. Hmm. Her mom. Jaying who didn't age. 
I suppose she could, her life expectancy could be much longer than a normal human life. It would make sense if part of the serum was from her. Yes. But, okay, so just that bit right there that we're talking about. This is them going and just finding all these strands to pull on from the past and weave it in, you know, weave it back in to the tapestry here. And I really appreciate what they're doing with this, especially this, I guess, pod. We're not really, they're not, re- they didn't rename it this time around. Like they have with LMD and ghost rider or whatever. Um, but with this pod in the present, it's, it's been fun. You know, graviton uh, or gravitonium is back and centipede. The, I mean, just, it was cool to just see the device in her hands, you know, like, Hey, yeah. wow, remember that? Uh, Deathlock coming back himself. And yeah. it, it, this has been a fun season just just in the context of all these things are, are coming back. We have to see it again and remember that. And, and it's getting used in a way that's cool for the storytelling. Yeah. And once again, one of the final uh, enemies is, well, sort of, kind of, uh, yeah, I guess so. Is Hydra? Yeah, yep. Hydra has returned once more. Crawled out from the grave and stuck up a hand and tried to get out and <laughs> died again. Yeah, but I, I guess. But ca- is you know still causing problems even in their even yeah. in their death. But um, but that's another one. You know, sit well. That's what a great callback. Yeah. What a great callback. And so for this, Jiang now this is a great callback and a callback that makes sense in the context of what would be missing from this cocktail. Yeah. yeah. Cause, uh, the first thing we, uh, in episode one, season one, episode one, we learn about sky and her mysterious past. And she's an orphan and she doesn't know who her parents are. And then we learn that she's inhuman. And who's more inhuman than inhumans? Jaing, her mother. Yeah, yeah. And and this is where, okay, we're, I have no doubt in my mind that we're not going to see another season of Inhumans. But, um, yeah. But we are going back to the well here. Uh, yeah. Where, where she's digging up her mom who was an inhuman or is an inhuman but was alive and is no longer alive. Well, she's going – they're going back into the well in a really well constructed way. Um, this is good writing. It is. It is. And it's, it doesn't feel forced. It is forced. I mean, any writing, any writing where you say to yourself, I need this to happen. And and so you write toward that you're, you're forcing it, you know, you're forcing your hand to go in that direction. And that's fine. It's not a problem. That's why you outline your stories. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not knocking that. I'm saying that they were able to do it. It is forced, but it doesn't feel forced. These all feel like natural things that are, would come back into play in a universe where these are things that exist. Exactly. So do you want to talk about, no, we can't, Post-credit, we're going to talk about That's something. post-credit. Yep. Post-credit, we'll talk about something that Candyman said. Okay. 
Candyman being, um, oh, what's his name again? Jake Busey. Jake Busey. Yeah. I, I kind of wish he was cast in a different role earlier in the season where we could <laughs> see him more because I like Jake Busey. You know, no matter I, what kind of role he's in, I he's the kind of guy who he plays people I don't like. Generally speaking, when I see him in a movie, I don't like the type of character he's playing. But you can't help liking him. Yeah. You, you just can't help it. He's just one of those guys. One of those well, I people. see him, and I just imagine that he's actually a good guy. He's just, you know, good. Uh, he's he's the kind of guy that yeah, he plays bad guys on TV, but. I can imagine in real life living next door to Jake Busey and enjoying him as a neighbor, you know? Yeah, he, he seems like the kind of guy who, you know, he's 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 got the grill out and he's he's throwing some burgers on there. He throws a couple extra ones on there and he's like, hey, come on over, have a burger. You know, yeah. he's not inviting you to stay for the whole evening. He's just, come on over, have a burger. And then you, after you have the burger, you go back home and, you know, you have a nice little mini conversation with him. Yeah. That's all conjecture. I have no idea if that's really what this guy is like, but um, he just seems like that type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the lighthouse then. Okay. Okay. So we got some, again, stuff is happening. Colson visits Talbot. Talbot's reciting numbers and he's yelling for Colson to come. That's why Colson visits him. And then uh, this is where Talbot realizes what he did. He took Robin to a control room and it looked like they stopped him from kidnapping her. But the truth is he was transmitting coordinates from that control room. And they make this realization just as a giant spaceship arrives. And no, it's not Thanos. Spoiler. Uh, I have to spoil that one. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. You know, that yeah. it's not yeah. Thanos. It's not movie spaceship. It's TV spaceship. And they're getting ready for battle. And it's siege time. And so Patrick Warburton returns with the emergency protocols. And Samantha, is, is it possible to watch something where Patrick Warburton starts talking and, and not feel just safe and happy because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, I hear his voice and again I think we're looking at a guy who he might not invite you over for the burger you know I think he'd be the guy who like bring the plate over to your yard and be yeah. like hey I couldn't help but noticing you're weeding your garden here's a here's a couple burgers share it share it with your wife over there and then I'd, I'd, I'd bring Pam over and I'd be like, hey, Pam, Patrick brought some burgers over. And my wife would be like, oh, I love Warburton burgers. And it'd be, that's not really the way my wife talks, but it's, <laughs> um, he's that guy, you know. Um, but he also plays characters I really like, unlike yeah. uh, Busey, uh. Warburton, uh, his characters. You just can't help liking. He just seems like a, just a great guy. Yeah. And you know, as he's serving those burgers to you, he's making a joke. He is. He's totally. Yeah. He's 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 totally clowning with you, and yeah. and it's at your expense. Maybe even you know he, he's teasing you, and it's just like, oh man, my neighbor. I have a neighbor who can tease me. You know, mm. and and you can tease him back too, and he'll just laugh and laugh. Yeah. 
Yeah. I actually have no idea if that's actually how he's like, but that's just the way I, <laughs> that's my imagination running there. So, <laughs> so they get menu options on this really slow computer. And, <laughs> oh um, gosh. So I the, think at my house, we used to have a computer just like that. <laughs> Long so, time ago. <laughs> so there's an emergency and on the menu, Colson just can't, wait for option three and so he chooses option two option two nuclear attack fine except if he had just waited for option three that's actually alien invasion that's the one he really wanted but nuclear attack protocol is a 15 year lockdown (laughs) and this is where uh, yeah let's stop here in the in the a recap because um this moment did not ring true not I, I don't know how you felt about it it's funny but it feels a little more now this sitcom feels funny yeah sitcom yeah. funny not situational funny where the characters are being funny in the face of a ridiculous situation or a high tense high tension situation this yeah this was it feels like they were taking Coulson and May out of character and putting them into this, yeah, the sitcom sort of mom and dad's argument yeah, situation. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like something that, you know, if Will Smith did it on, on Fresh Prince, where he didn't wait for the third option and then he accidentally traps them all in a 15-year uh, nuclear protocol. And, and so then Uncle... I can't remember Will Smith. Uh, Uncle Phil will be like... Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, you did something bad, and you know that kind of thing. And then the laugh track goes, and you know you're supposed to laugh because it's funny. And there's no laugh track here, but it also didn't feel funny. But it did, but it didn't. You know what I mean? It was funny. It was just out of character. Yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> what's good about this is what it sets up then for the rest of the episode. Because instead of keeping the aliens out, it keeps the aliens in. It keeps them, I should say, in with the aliens. Because the aliens, the uh, marauders, I think is what they were. Oh, Remorath. Remorath? Remorath. Okay. So they can teleport into the the lighthouse um, because they have that teleportation device that Hale had. They have, they have their own. And they can also run around like alien ninja ghosts with sword claws. Like these guys. And and in my notes, I wrote alien ninja ghosts, new band name. That, <laughs> I think that would be a really awesome band name. You know, alien ninja ghosts. If- We're alien ninja ghosts. Yeah. Well, well um, Deke also said that they use magic too. Yes. But I began questioning that as we went through the episode because it seemed more like an EMP or something. Well, he calls it magic. Yeah. Uh, you know, but magic is, you know, science that we just don't understand yet. You know, that's, right. that's the feeling I'm getting is that he, yeah, it seems like magic because wherever they go, they bring darkness with them unless it's fire. You know, yeah. they, they figure out if we use fire, uh, we can see just not electric lights and and uh, night vision scopes and and things like that. 
Yeah, you know, pro- yeah, probably um, with the way that Deke grew up in this post-apocalyptic future uh, without any sort of resource for learning from the past and uh, figuring out electrical mechanics and such, that he probably, he should know what an EMP is. Yeah, but, I guess you're right. Because yeah. he's a he's a brainy head, uh, like his grandparents. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. And they they used electricity. Yeah. Like they used futuristic technology. They they knew how to do that. Um, but maybe it's just far more advanced than human technology. Yeah, or maybe it's not like an EMP. I mean, maybe it really is. Like they carry darkness with them. Um. But it doesn't but it explain only, the fire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it, it was true magic and they carried darkness with them, it would have put out or at least blocked the firelight. Yeah. And the fire extinguisher would not have worked against this guy. <laughs> yeah. Which actually, I liked that. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing here that I also put in my notes is this is where red shirts die. Uh, we we get a couple agents who just are there to get killed and and that's the definition of a red shirt is it's a character who goes to a place with your main characters so someone can die who's not your main characters can i tell you a really awful joke about this yeah sure if Uh, you have little ones plug their ears Ooh, hey well it's just it's just a little a little PG thirteen. Okay. Well, let's hear it. If they if they weren't wearing a red shirt before, they are now. Oh, that's not bad. No, I'm just. I mean, you but, know, blood. Yeah. 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 Well, especially the way these alien ninja ghosts are killing them. Yeah. I mean, it's up close and personal, and it's bad. Um. So basically, the team ends up getting split up throughout the lighthouse some trying to deactivate the nuclear attack protocol but can't because that part gets destroyed some are hidden in the main control room and that's our main cast there and some take shelter in the room where the infuser machine is and what's the infuser machine remember that's the machine that was used for creel no creel didn't use it he just touched the stuff it was ruby Ruby used it to get infused with the gravitonium and so Talbot is in that room because he was evacuated there from his cell by Yo-Yo. And then he was left there alone with Simmons while the other agents went off to do um, you know, fighting and stuff. But they weren't going to give him a gun. And they, they weren't even going to take off his, his uh, handcuffs. But when they do take off his handcuffs, uh, he takes an icer. He shoots Simmons with the icer. And then he decides, I know how to do this. I know how to take care of this. And he gets into the infuser machine. Now. <laughs> Here, here's my question for next episode, because we did not get this episode in this. We did not get this answer in this episode. Was that a good idea or really dumb idea? Yeah, well, that's in my notes. This kind of thing never goes bad is what I put in my notes. And um, I mean, this is totally like this is um, Bruce Banner experimenting on himself. You know, this is uh, Frankenstein 
do creating his monster. I mean, this is this is the kind of thing where he has the right motives, but he walks out of that and he is very very powerful. Mm-hmm. And and he has an unstable brain. Right, right, and <laughs> of course, maybe he's super stable now. I mean, he was very unstable already. Doubt it. And before anyone who came in contact with Gravitonium became unstable. That's Creel. That's Ruby. And now it's him. <laughs> and so he goes, he uses his power to crush uh, these, uh, the the alien ghost ninjas or the alien ninja ghosts. And, and then he uses his power to fly away with Coulson. Which that was kind of school, cool and scary. It, yeah, it's school. It's cool and scary at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, man, but just the music with him walking out, and man, yeah, yeah. Um, certainly a power intro. Yeah, and so the question is your question. You say, was this a good or a bad thing? I'm looking at this now and also kind of twisting the question a little bit. And is he good or bad now? Yeah. Because, uh, again, he went into it with the right motivations. But this totally feels like a setup for some bad things to happen. I don't want that bad things to happen to Talbot. I want him to get his head straight and I want him to go home to his family. That's what I want for Talbot because... As much as we love picking on the stash, I want the stash to remain the stash. You know? He ain't the stash anymore because he's got the beard. Yeah, he's got the full beard going on. Like full beard. Yeah. Grizzly Adams beard. Yeah, and the uh, National Guard haircut. Right, right. Military reference. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, as good as he can do himself. It's self-cut. Yeah. But. Oh, man. So, all that to say, love where this is going. I don't know where this is going. Yes, yeah, true. But I love where this is going. And I just I just feel like that they are, it no longer feels like, hey, it's just the greatest hits of references. This, they've got Gravitonium and Talbot. These are two really different threads that they were, that they've been pulling on now. And they, they bring them together. And... It just feels like they're doing cool stuff with the pieces that were in play that we forgot were even in play. Where, I mean, we didn't forget Talbot and, and Gravitonium, but but the idea being, hey, let's just use these things and let's use this. These are what builds up toward our climax for the season. Not, we got to stop this new villain. I mean, now, potentially, Talbot could be the big bad for the season. Mm. Potentially. I don't like that. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Because potentially he also could just be a, a slightly unstable superhero. I have a nickname for him. Yes? Graviglen. Graviglen. Yeah. Yeah, because Glenaton doesn't sound as good. No. Yeah. But Graviglen? Yeah. 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 That works. But. Will I like Graviglin or not? You hmm. like him now, right? I like the stash. I I'm not sure about this one 
yet. I feel like he is not as off, though. So you think that his unstable brain plus the unstable gravitonia made a stable brain? Well, I a more stable brain, but it might be a brain that, while it can think logically, is doing things that Talit wouldn't do. Okay. Like, so it's it's unstable then in that sense where, you know, he's just powerful and, I don't, and I, bad. I'm, and now they have to stop him because, I mean, let's face it, potentially he's the, the destroyer of worlds now. Potentially, yes. Um, I'm just unsure. I mean, we have not seen enough to really know if he is stable again or not, or so-called stable again. So we shall we that's something we will just have to wait until the next episode or the next episode after that. It's let's face it. Maybe three episodes left. And so I don't know. I mean, is he the big bad? Is this what they're going to fight in the final episode? Or is this just setting up another big bad thing? So let's have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I think the agents, the agents of Shield producers, can't even answer that question yet because we don't know if there's going to be a season six or not. No, but again, okay. I, I this is not a spoiler. This is just what they've said. This season, episode twenty-two will end with a satisfying ending. Episode twenty-two. Okay, yeah, I trust that, and that it's a satisfying ending where it could be built on with another season. Yeah, maybe they filmed two endings where it could go one way or, or another or just be a satisfying ending to a series. Yeah, so. or at least I mean, maybe it's just as simple as it's a satisfying ending to this story arc. And yeah. not, and maybe they're intentionally not setting up a, a, a cliffhanger because that's where a lot of shows go wrong is. They yeah. they kind of bring you to a, a conclusion or an ending, and then they just turn around and in the last five minutes set up a cliffhanger for what season two will be about. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Oh, they didn't get renewed. So mm. there's a promise broken. Or they just – um, one thing that happened with the show Castle – it was that that sort of spoofish cop show, sort mm-hmm. of spoofish, um, that Nathan Fillion was on a few years ago. Um, the second to the last season, the showrunner, the orig- original showrunner, was leaving, so he wrapped everything up in a nice tidy bow, and it felt like the end of the series. Period. There was nothing leading into the next season. Uh, come next season, new showrunner um, uh, Stana. I, I, I'm not. I can't pronounce her last name. Unfortunately, um, she left the show. She was the the serious cop opposite of Nathan Fillion's crazy author, um, and so it just didn't feel right. And I could not watch that show um, in that last season. I couldn't watch another episode beyond episode two. Because it just did not feel right. Well, and that that happens too. That's another yeah. way way that shows go wrong where 
Yeah, that sounds like Castle went one season too long, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Which is why I stopped watching it. And I'd Even much rather I really. That was a great show, though. I'd much rather have a good ending, and not get that season. And, and this is what I said from, well, Firefly. I know a lot of people really wanted more Firefly, and I understand it and I get it. But when you take a look at the other side of things, we got a really strong season plus a good movie to cap it off and give us a good ending instead of getting five seasons where season three and four just feel like this isn't going anywhere and and you're just watching out of habit you know and not that it would have happened but it could have because there are lots of shows that are like that yeah so my other big question is what are the aliens like and did they did they notice Thanos's ships come by? I, I don't know. We, that's spoilers. Uh, I don't want to get there because. But as far as timeline goes, there's some fuzzy time here that I'm not sure where where things exactly fit. But we'll talk about it post credit. As far yeah. as as far as anyone is concerned, just watching Agents of Shield. If you haven't seen Infinity War, it's okay. It's not like it's not like Thor. The dark world where you're like, well, where'd that mess come from if you hadn't seen it? It's not like it's definitely not like Winter Soldier where you're you're watching what's happening off screen from the movie. You're watching yeah. it play out on the ground with with the characters here. It's not like that at all. Um, as far as this episode is concerned. You're fine. You're fine. You're not going to spoiled watching this episode and, and then not having seen infinity war. Um, the question is because of the, the way the scheduling got changed. I think we talked about this before. Um, infinity war should have been this coming weekend. And our show originally was going to have no breaks and would have ended either last weekend or this weekend but they put in the Olympic break. And so that's where it's kind of, maybe they were planning the tie in to happen in the last episode of the season. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what we were calculating. Maybe we'll talk about it in post credit a little bit, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Though I, I feel like if an agents of shield fan I mean, you really couldn't avoid it, especially if you had seen the commercials. You know, you know Thanos is coming. And you know that within this episode, somehow it's supposed to be coinciding, but that's unclear. We'll talk about it in the post-credit. But like I said, if you're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know Thanos is coming. That's not a spoiler. That's yes, a teaser. you absolutely that's, do. That's a promo. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know how he's coming in our show. Right. And like Winter Soldier, watching the show before the movie, you get spoiled because they literally take scenes from the end of the movie and put it on screens in the show. Now, it's out of context. You don't know exactly what's happening as far as why is it happening? What's Captain America doing to cause this to happen? But yeah, the show spoiled the movie. Thor of the Dark World? No. No, there's just a mess and they're cleaning up after it. 
it, it did kind of spoil it for me a little bit because I saw Thor of the Dark World after that episode that you're talking about where they're cleaning it up. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really explain what they were cleaning up. Just that they were cleaning it up. They were cleaning up a giant alien mess. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And and uh I was trying to think of the other ones, some of the other tie-ins. Not great. Not great tie-ins. <laughs> I mean um it's it's slowly and slowly just less and less yeah and we'll talk about this episode oh what was that one where oh i can see something happening and it was actually just the promo for the movie yes yes that was ultron that was oh that was awful yeah yeah that was uh (laughs) rain really it's like rain is like i see fire raining down i see and of course our big joke was her power is to see trailers for the movies. <laughs> that'd be an, I mean, if that was a real power, that'd be awful. Just all you can see is just predict movie trailers. That'd be lame. <laughs> Maybe. Unless you're a podcaster who podcasts about this kind of thing. Then I'd still think it was lame because you could not see the full thing. You could only see the trailer, which is supposed to tease you and entice audiences to come into the theater. Yeah, well, and then you have trailers like for, well, for Infinity War for one, and like Rogue One, where they show you tons of stuff that didn't even happen in the movie. Yeah. Or they show you a different take, or they show you, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we've got some listener feedback about this episode. And again, we're not spoiling Infinity War in the listener feedback. That'll be in the post credit. So let's do it. Shield Field Report. So we have two voicemails from Agent Daniel, Daniel Butcher. And he is calling in to talk about season five, episode 18, and season five, episode 19. Don't remember the uh, episode titles right now. And one of them is the episode we're talking about right now, this very minute. But. Um, Oh, um, season it's or option, episode option two. Is, option two yeah. is this episode, and then episode eighteen is all roads lead. Dot dot dot. All roads lead. Well, let's hear from Daniel about all roads lead. Oh man, all roads lead. I'm a little behind, Agent Daniel here. A little behind. You know, I'm tense about relationships right at the moment. I am. I saw one of those articles online that said not every relationship is going to make it through this season of Agents. And I I think we know that it's Mac. Because, Mac, buddy, you're lacking that loving, communicative. I just, I don't think you've, you've got what you're looking there emotionally that you need, bud. Because uh, Yo-Yo is a little wackadoodle. I think she's got some trauma that needs to be dealt with. I mean, I hate to say it like that. I was a little too glib. She does have some serious trauma, um, leading to bad choices. So, I mean, that's a concern. But, wow. I'm just, wow. Okay. I don't know what to think here. So, if I'm lucky, I'll get to watch another one here in a second, but... Oh, oh, Mac. Not the relationship you're looking for. Oh, by the way, I'm tense. A little bit. A little bit tense. Uh, I kept wondering, hey, are we going to get Graviton in this episode? Didn't happen. 
But, hey, what you can do? All right. Well, if I'm lucky, I get to watch another one. So I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out later. Bye. So it sounds like, Daniel, you are saying that Mac never closes his eyes anymore when you kiss his lips. And there's no tenderness like before in his fingertips. And he's trying hard not to show it. But baby, baby, you know it. Max lost that loving feeling. Whoa, that loving feeling. Bring back that loving feeling because it's gone, gone, gone. That's what you're saying, isn't it, Daniel? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, I have to agree with him. I, I think Yo-Yo and Mac are definitely on the rocks. Um well, if they can't fix their relationship, it's going to be a long, hard road. But I I don't know. Maybe. It depends if they're willing, but yeah. But we didn't talk about them for this episode. He was on the side of Daisy. Like he he thinks that this was a that, that the killing of, of Ruby was something Yo-Yo uh, did and shouldn't have done. And. Yeah. Mac. Yeah. Well, it's just, I'm thinking before Ruby entered that thing, that contraption that infused the gravitonium into her, they could have stopped her. As soon as they put her in her, put her in the, in the machine and they turned on the, um, the infuser, that was a point of no return. Right. Yes. Um, so I, that's why I don't think that Yo-Yo was entirely wrong. Was it a good choice? Uh, it, not good feeling choice, but it was, again, a hard choice that someone had to make. And it may not have been the best choice. Right. But there... Just like in this episode, it was not the best choice for Talbot to get into that machine. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but just because it wasn't the best choice doesn't make it the wrong choice. It's a choice that pushes the plot of the season forward. Certainly does that. Yes. So that does work for me in that aspect. Well, Daniel did get to watch the next episode. So let's Good. find out what he thought about that. Congratulations. Second option just reviewed. Congratulations to the following people. Jed, Marissa, Jeffrey, Jeff. And, of course, Adrian, congratulations. After years and years of waiting, you've given us Graviton. I don't know if you, if you observe very carefully, my friend, but there's a, there's a box that says Gravitonium, and it's been obscured. It's been covered, and it just straight out says Graviton. That does it. We've, we've MCU'd it and MCU'd almost perfectly a Graviton. Sure, it's not, it's not Hall. It's not. But Hall's in there. Ah, uh, and I, I mean, I feel a little silly. I, I watched this episode and I keep thinking, well, the stash's hair is just really unkept. The stash's beard is, is, is it's not a stash anymore. And uh, you know what? It's because they were literally building the character model of Graviton right there, building the model. 
So, uh, wow, incredible. Uh, good job. Five years of waiting, we have Gravitron. Uh, and I couldn't be any more pleased. A crazy Gravitron at that, which is perfect. His ultimate weakness is the fact that he's crazy. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned. There's something going on in New York. In a few hours, I may find out about that. But Daisy can can rob Graves. Graves, why actions going on in New York? So, I mean, that's a little bit of a concern, you know, just global event, you know, apocalypse, maybe. Yeah, perhaps maybe instead of trying to save Colson, maybe she should be trying to save the world. But hey, hey, who am I? But I'm I'm good and tense. And uh whew, wow, they give it to us. They gave us the payoff of Graviton. And they did it they MCU'd it wonderfully. Excellent job, everybody. Excellent job. Uh Wow. Good times. All right, well, peace out later, bye. I gotta get ready for a movie. Bye. And I had not even thought about the the hair. Like Graviton, it, he is he's a unkempt uh, unkempt hair guy, and yeah, it did. They're they're capturing the visual there a little bit of of Graviton, Professor Graviton. I just Googled the comic version of Professor Graviton. Yeah, just a little bit. But I still say that Talbot's hair right now is still more National Guard instead of Air Force General. Yeah, Yeah. but unkempt National Guard. Unkempt. Well, the joke is is that um, the National Guard can get away with having long hair because they're only there one weekend a month, two weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, yeah, they're part-time military, uh, so they're under typically more lax rules. Of course, these are, this is a joke from maybe about 20 years ago, because since 9-11, a lot of things have changed for the National Guard. Um, um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, National Guard can get away with longer hair, but Still, not quite a high and tight. Okay. So here is subject matter. Appalachia, Appalachia. All right. And this is from Agent Norman. And he writes in, and this is kind of funny. I have another little funny anecdote to go after this. But he writes in, hello, Samantha. I was born in West Virginia and lived there the first 18 years of my life. No one that I know says Appalachia the way that you said on the latest podcast. No one in West Virginia. I was in the U.S. Army in Georgia. There I heard it pronounced your way. I love your show, and I just became, oh, Patreon. Sincerely. Oh. Yeah. So that might be the, uh, um, yeah. Okay, so the other thing that happened, though, was um, when I was at my conference where I where we went and saw the movie, and, yes. uh, you know, the whole, are we going to be able to see the movie or not? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, in Atlanta. But there was a, um, a guy there who uh, had a booth that was uh, setting, it, he was set up to talk about um, uh, ways that you can get involved in helping out people in um, the Appalachian 
mountains or whatever. And I asked him, um, how do you say it? And he said the exact same you think, but the exact same thing you said, which was if you say to someone from there, it's Appalachia or Appalachia, they'll throw an Appalachia. Cause that's right. why you said it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So, uh, yeah. So I, I imagine then it's not just a localized thing there. I mean, for us, I mean, we're, we're outside of it saying it one way and inside say it another way, but it sounds like, um, it's such a big area that some people say one way, some people say another way from the inside too. Probably. Yeah. And maybe it's, uh, more towards the Southern end of the uh, Appalachian mountain range, Appalachian mountain range. However you want to pronounce it. Um, yeah. yeah, cause Georgia, the little bit of South Carolina, Tennessee, North Carolina. Um, as far as I know around that region, it's, it's Appalachian. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe Virginia. I don't know. We're not going to solve anything else here with that. Nah. Um, tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato, potato. <laughs> so, all right. Back to the, there it is. Uh, so that was Agent Norman. Agent 084 wrote in. And subject is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. speculation with Infinity War spoilers. So that will not be read right now. Um, I'm going to take a look at the next email from. uh, Oh, here it is. Agent Coco. Subject line. Graviton. Five exclamation points. And I'm not exactly sure. We're talking about pronunciation. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this, but I'm going to give it my best approximation how to pronounce this first word that is followed by, I need my reading glasses to really see, but it looks like six or seven exclamation points. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Yes! What an awesome surprise and reveal. Hey, friends. (laughs) Hope you're having an awesome week. Talbot is Graviton, and I love it. Just when I think I I can predict where the storyline is going, they throw in a twist that shifts the entire story. Really cool that Adrian gets to flex his acting chops. The camera angles, music, and lighting on his reveal was so perfect. I'm really disappointed in how Mac and Daisy are treating Yo-Yo. It's not really fair. It's bad enough she lost her arms, but now she is losing the loving support of her man and the respect of her teammate. I see no one is pissed that she killed the Russian. I find their stance and their judging her a bit hypocritical. They have all killed. They need to have they need to have her back and understand her perspective. And there is nothing worse than telling someone you love. Well, there's nothing worse than telling something someone you love them and not getting an I love you back in response. I am revoking Max MVP status. Mm. Ouch. Burned. You need a little ice for that, Mac? Yeah. Uh, Daisy and May are coming off really stubborn. She is, is she really digging up her mama's body? No, Daisy. No. Please sit down somewhere and just say no. Oh, <laughs> please sit down somewhere. Next line. And just no to a deke 
daisy ship. So yeah, and Agent Coco has, has said this before. She's not not a fan of the the Deke and the Daisy. So uh, okay. Even though I thought it was hilarious, I feel like it was out of character for Phil to not read the whole menu. He is quite methodical in his actions. Yes, thank you. That's it. That's what we were missing, Samantha. <laughs> Coulson is the man with the plan. He's methodical. Yes. He 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 takes in all the details, figures out what to do with it, and yeah, that's totally out of character. Thanks, Agent Coco, for putting into words something that you didn't even know we needed put into words. <clears throat> then she says, I still love this show, but I hope this plot point of the team being so fractured works itself out soon because they will stay defeated if they don't lean into each other and work together. I feel like this season is a love letter to the fans. So many great throwbacks. I still don't trust the Candyman. Thanks for the awesome podcast. Agent Coco out. And I, I think Agent Coco um, needs to check her keyboard to make sure that the shift one option uh, still works because she used a ton <laughs> of exclamation points. <laughs> Clearly excited about this episode. And I am actually just very excited um, that we're able to get this excited about our show. I mean, this is... <laughs> This could very easily be, just be a fizzle, but instead, yeah. But I do agree about the team being fractured. We need to just have them back together and working together soon, soon, so that we can move on and, yeah, and and have more moments now, like the the moments in the back of the uh, on the loading ramp of the bus when they're watching uh, the rocket go into space from season one. We need more of that. Yeah. Hopefully we will have a solid conclusion to that fracturing. Have them all back together before the end of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it'd be nice for it to happen sooner rather than later. So we can at least, you know, maybe get a couple episodes of it. Um, yeah. yeah, but it is what it is. So let's see. Agent 084. And then also we got some comments from Agent Dylan, and there's a voicemail to play after the credits. So we can have more Infinity War talk. So all of that has been said. Samantha, do you have uh, any any last words for our listeners before we, we move on to the post-credit sequence? Uh, yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And a special thank you to Andrew, Adzi, Jeffrey, Trent, and Tassel for being our Patreon patrons. I second that sentiment. And um, I also want to just thank everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for uh, being a part of this podcast. You make it, like we've said before, super worthwhile. Super worthwhile. Thank you very much. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. Samantha, I just, I've been enjoying all our shows and I've been enjoying the movies and I've been spending a lot of time in the MCU with the rewatch. And then I watched Spider-Man last night with my kids. They loved it. Um, but I haven't really had much time to, you know, really keep up with current events. I don't know about you, but just, I can't watch the news. It makes me crazy. 
Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level 7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level 7 pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls. You can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. I can't watch the news. It makes me crazy. You know, that first time I, wa- I I saw that. Okay, so if you, just so you guys know, this is a spoiler section. Now we're going to talk about Infinity War. So if you have not seen Infinity War yet, please stop the podcast right now. Um, the first time uh, I watched this, I was like, oh, that's an Infinity War for- reference. The second time, I was like, oh, no, they're talking about, like, all those cable news networks. Because I can't watch the news anymore either because of all the craziness. I don't want to get political, but there, it's just crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. why she can't watch the news. But then, well. She might need to. <laughs> At least go to the theater. I mean, for you guys it, in the MCU, you can just go to the, the movie theater and see what's going on. Uh, or or just you watch know, just Infinity watch- War. Or just watch your local six o'clock news, which is what I do. Um, okay. So what we're talking about though is Candyman. Yeah. And why do they call him Candyman? Because the Candyman can bring you centipede blood. But he's talking about New York City and he says, Have you seen all this weird stuff happening in New York? Is that our tie-in? to infinity war i hope not because i don't know how long things are going to go with our show between now and episode 22 but between the attack on the sanctum sanctorium in new york city that's the infinity war they're talking about that's the infinity war stuff they're talking about yeah between that and what I call the great dust up. Or the one some, in Wakanda? Well, no, the great dust up or some people call it the snapping. That's another one. I, I call it the snapping. Uh, some ah. people call it the snap. Um, but I like the snapping because it makes me think of the M night Shyamalan movie. Um, <laughs> so when they say the snap, when the, when the snapping happens, I, I think there's maybe a day and a half, maybe it is not two days, I don't think. And so if Dude Man, Candyman, is talking about the alien attack in downtown New York, they have 24 hours to finish their junk here on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before the snapping. It's not impossible because, I mean, there used to be an entire series on Fox where an entire season took place during a 24-hour period. 
I had oh, a friend. What was it? Oh, what was it called? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, was it twenty four? I mean, they could they could do twenty four hours within the next three episodes. They they could. The question is, did they know that they needed to? True. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and, and so that's where it hit what he said. Have you seen all this weird stuff happening in New York? It doesn't have to be him talking about Infinity War. True. This could be. It could be. Uh, uh, it could be the the crashing of Happy Hogan's jet when they were trying to move stuff from Avengers Tower to upstate New York, and it crashed. Oh, that's right. It could yeah. be that you know when when uh, Vulture got involved with all that. I mean, there could are other be the things. Defenders. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Totally could be. Yeah. That works great. Yeah. Because then, because this is the other thing that I'm worried about. Like, what if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5 just, you know, ends and it's that satisfying ending they're talking about giving us? But five minutes later, the snapping happens. Like, yay, happy ending. And now half of them are going to die. But if it's the Defender stuff, yes, Samantha. If you weren't a host, I'd give you a no prize right now because that totally works. Crazy things in New York, weird earthquakes. True. Yeah. yeah. Weird earthquakes. It could be any one of the. Um, Got to be careful because we haven't talked about Defenders yet, so we don't want to spoil. But I was just going to say it could be any one of the, the other series that feed into Defenders. Yeah. I, Not going to say more than that. And, and yeah, and so I'll just, and I'll just leave it at, it doesn't have to be Infinity War that he's talking about. Yeah. In fact, it's probably better if it's not Infinity War that he's talking about. Yeah, because that would leave things less complicated in the timeline and what's happening and to shield. Um, because otherwise, I mean, unless we see people just disappearing at the end of the season, it's not going to make any sense. Yeah. 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 Um, over on Facebook, let's see if I can find the message. There it is. Uh, Agent Paul said, maybe I'm not thinking of all the scenarios, but I don't see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. continuing after the way Infinity War ended. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> and I also hope you are wrong, but I, I don't think it's Eeyore to say that. No. Um, or at least they need to take a year off, which doesn't happen well, usually. When a show no. takes a year off and then comes back, it usually doesn't come back for long. But um, to or be able to... awkward one year later. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. it's just, like we talked about before, they don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they don't know how Avengers 4 is going to go. And so yeah. how can they... How can they continue doing? But again, a 22 episode series taking place in that world where half the world is wiped out. What an awesome possible. uh, I mean, that's a great high concept for a sci-fi TV show. It's it's walking dead without the zombies. But the it, problem is the TV people and the movie people should be talking to each other and they're not. 
Yes, they should be talking to each other about this exact thing that I just mentioned. So after the movie people and the TV people listen to this podcast episode, they really need to be getting – you hear us, right? Do Mm -hmm. you? Yeah? Okay, good. Remember our little joke from the weekend? Which one? The get-along shirt. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. we we said that the TV people and the movie people need to be put into a get get along together shirt. Which so is where you take dad's <laughs> oversized T-shirt and put it on two kids who can't get along. And yeah. so their heads are both through the head hole. They each have one arm through one armhole. And most of the time, there's some sort of fabric marker writing on it or Sharpie writing on it to take a good picture of these shamed children um, to put it on social media, which I'm not sure how I feel about that part of things, but the idea of the no. get along shirt, I love. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's the social media shaming of your children that I'm not so keen about. Just call oh, me yeah. crazy, but you know, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a children's pastor. You know, I work with families and children and yeah. my recommendation in that context is, yeah, take the picture and maybe show it to your you know, show it to the grandparents, let them see it because it's cute, but not so much the social media. Hey, hey I'm not going to tell you how to live, live your life. I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving advice, you know, take it, leave it, do what you want. Yeah. There's, there's been times where I've seen my friends share too much about their children's personal stuff on Facebook. And I'm, I, 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 I'm like, are your children going to appreciate this when they get to be adults? Are they going to appreciate <laughs> this when they're teenagers? And they may when they're adults. Teenagers, probably not. Actually, no. I would have to say a very strong no because some some of this stuff is just very too personal. Okay. Well, and, and that yeah. said, I don't and know. I, your, I don't yeah. know your details. Yeah. But. Yeah, and I'm not going to share because these are my friends' children's right, right. personal. <laughs> like it's it's like personal <laughs> medical stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. With you there, Samantha. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, uh, let's play a voicemail from, I think it's Agent Jeffrey. Okay. Hey, this is Agent Jeffrey calling from Missouri. Had the uh, pleasure of watching uh, Avengers Infinity War yesterday. Holy moly. Uh, well, it was pretty awesome. Um, I really uh, appreciated a lot of the changes that happened. Uh, some of the some of the Gamora, the whole Gamora thing was a real gut punch to me. But uh, overall, I absolutely loved it. Um, uh, the post-credit scene, I didn't even think about it, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., until the post-credit scene. And when Maria Hill uh, did her thing, then I thought, oh, no, what's going to happen to Coulson? However, the Eeyore in me thinks that absolutely nothing is going to happen on the television show because it would be uh, too much to just eliminate a few of those people. Uh, anyway, uh, I loved it. We'll see what happens, and hopefully they acknowledge it more than uh, you know I don't watch the news on TV. Have a great day. Bye. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope they reference it a bit more, too. But like we said, the timeline that it, that we used to have made it almost feel like Infinity War would have come after uh, the end of the season. So it's not a bad thing. It's just just a thing. We'll see. We'll see. Gamora. We'll see. The Gamora gut punch. Uh, her death, actually, I cried. 
when she died? It's worse the second time, uh, if I may say so. I took my kids to see it, and I thought they were going to be gutted by the end. And they they didn't like the end so much, you know, but it happened. And they all were just like, well, we know there's going to be sequels. <laughs> and no. I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's – I had the same reaction, but – um. But one of my daughters, Spider-Man is her new super, her new favorite superhero of all time because Tom Holland is cute. Oh, he's cute as a button. I mean, if I were her age, I would have, I would have his poster on my wall. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right, let's move on to, okay. This is from agent Dylan and agent Dylan on our Facebook page shared us a, a Reddit thread actually. That said, um, and I'll read it. It's, I don't know if I agree with all of it, but there is an interesting element that that I like here. Uh, After the events of Infinity War, we saw that half the universe was erased. If we were to count the number of casts as a whole, Fitz, Simmons, Coulson, Mac, Yo-Yo, May, Deke, Daisy, that's eight people. We saw that Coulson, Mac, Daisy, and Deke were not in the flashbacks. That's four people. That's 50% of the cast. People who are already dead aren't affected by the snap. Coulson died in the snap after being saved. So that's, that's his prediction here. Um, Mm -mm. uh, Robin always said that Coulson can put the pieces together. Future yo-yo said that Coulson needs to die. The solution would be for them to let Coulson die and then revive him after the snap with the GH325 that I assume yo-yo took from the future. Or uh, this might've been before um, our episode on Friday where with the, with the centipede solution. Um, and and then he says, then Coulson can put the pieces back together. This in turn will tie into Coulson being Captain Marvel, which again, Coulson is in Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties, and and at least that's the assumption is that there's actually flashback Coulson that we're going to get. Uh, but then he says, and Avengers four. So that was the um, the post that Dylan shared, so that he could then comment here. Like this. This is from Agent Dylan, who is actually one of our listeners, not random Reddit thread guy. He says, therefore, going by what this person has posited, I believe the following characters will get dusted in the post credits for the finale, season five. Coulson, Daisy, Deke, Polly, and Mac. The following characters could get dusted. Davis, Talbot, hashtag Graviton stash, <laughs> uh, General Hale, Kovas, and Joey from season three. The following characters are for sure safe from being dusted based on what we know of their futures. Fitz, Simmons, Yo-Yo, May, and Robin. The following characters I hope to be safe from being dusted. Piper, Lance, Bobby, Candyman, and Trip Lives. Hashtag Trip Lives. Five in each category. Perfect balance. And I just, I think Thinking about this stuff, I don't think that the TV people had a chance to think through this. Yeah. That's the one monkey wrench in all of this is the TV people I don't think have had the opportunity to really think through how this is going to work and what this is going to look like. And so, well, yes, I I do think, Dylan, that they could be – they could end up doing what you're talking about doing, but – yeah, I, I, I think the TV people were just sitting in the theater going, oh, oh, censored. Um, 
<laughs> what what do we do now? And what are we going to do if ABC re- renews the show? And it all comes down to because they don't know how it will get resolved. Will it be a time travel shenanigans thing? They just did a time travel shenanigans thing. Well, let's talk about something that Deke was talking about earlier in this episode. Okay. Which does tie into Infinity War. All right. Multiverses. <sighs> all right. You know, I had this conversation yeah, on, on, on Facebook a little bit. And and I'm I'm going to say it here now for our listeners, um, if they do the multiverse route, where Agents of Shield, because they broke the time loop, are now in a different universe where Thanos never did what he did in the proper M- MCU, I'm going to turn against the show. I will I will still podcast about it, but I'm not going to enjoy it nearly as much as I am right now. I just I just don't like that idea. I don't. I don't want them to go there. I don't mind if we go multiverse and visit a multiverse and see Coulson with a, a goatee or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I just want to, I want it to hashtag all be connected. Yeah. Um, and, and by putting it in a different universe, it's not connected. Yeah. It's just, multiverses honestly if i were writing the show and i knew that i could not connect well with the producers of the movies i would say let's put our heroes into the future and keep them there until thanos is gone and over with right which they didn't know that it might have been better to keep them there (laughs) um so my solution this is me in the writer's room and I might get shouted down and I, I might get, you know, budget problems and stuff like that. My solution, send them back in time. That could Let be just them, as expensive. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it, it is very expensive to do period pieces. So, but send them back in time and then you can do the Western episode. You know, oh, every, that could be fun. every sci-fi show worth its salt does a Western episode. Uh, Star Trek. Western episode, Star Trek Next Generation, Western episode, The Prisoner, Western episode, Red Dwarf has a Western episode. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where's our Western episode? Yeah, only if, actually, um, funny enough, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, uh, the episode that introduces Dr. Hall to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's a Western moment. There's a guy on a horseback and he's carrying gold in the um, side saddle. Uh, And then there's and and they lampshade it. (laughs) Well, because there's also Agent Carter where they visit a movie set where they're doing Western. Um, But you know, go back in time. Simmons would have had fun steampunking the heck out of that. Yeah, do the do a couple Western episodes and we get to see. Uh, ghost rider on the horse, you know? Um, and then, and then, I mean, she's busy doing Howard's end right now, but, um, you know, get agent Carter back and, and have our, our people visit agent Carter and help her with her mystery of who shot Blondie that I can't remember his name, but, uh, um, Chad Michael Murray's character. Yeah. Him, yeah. you know, why is he dead? Well, let's solve the mystery with the agents of shield actually around. Um, because there are some interesting and cool historical characters in the Marvel comics universe that would be ripe 
to allow us to see the past of the MCU as well. Yeah. Now, is that the best solution? Is that going to be accepted by viewers? Maybe not. And it's definitely expensive. Yeah. But it would also help to avoid crossing timelines with uh, Thanos. Yeah. And then they return after Avengers 4 has shaken everything up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can be like, be, come back and like, what do you mean half the, half the population of the earth died? Um, the, the other problem no. with this. The, though the fun thing would be is that whatever device they would use to skip through time, they would call it the TARDIS because if you watch Doctor Who, the TARDIS is um, navigation systems wonky. So they don't always go where they want to go. Yeah. Well, and the same thing for another favorite show of mine, The Voyage Voyagers, which I love that show when I was a kid, but it's a time travel show. And here's my big problem with that idea. And this is why if I was sitting in the writer's room all the other writers would be like, you idiot, idiot, Legends of Tomorrow. We, we can't do that. True. People are going to say we're copying Legends of Tomorrow. And then and I'd what's be that like, other show, Timeless? Well, but Legends of Tomorrow being a DC superhero yeah. show where sure. they do go through all these time periods to see all these different characters from DC comics history. And, and, and I would just be like, oh, you don't have to call me an idiot it was just an idea that i thought of you know and i actually don't know if those people really like that okay i'm just saying <laughs> and then they invite me over to the barbecue at, at gary boosie's place yeah well that's I imagine our... he has this really nice like pit too like like <laughs> brick brick grill you know yeah but patrick warburton on the other side of my house he's just got this nice little round barrel uh <laughs> grill he uses charcoal charcoal lighter you know <laughs> he's just like hey watch this i'm gonna set it on fire now <laughs> i'm like yeah and gary boosie's like yeah because he's on I, I i just moved into this neighborhood i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i think that's enough for this episode well, if they do that, I'm bringing over the s'mores, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, Samantha. Okay, talk to you later.